Yo, today's QOD is never let acceptable get in the way of exceptional. Here we go. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxon of SeanCroxon.com. We got another brand new speaker on the show today. His name is Roger Crawford. And today, Roger is talking about embracing possibility. Not impossibility, but what's possible for you, which is pretty much anything. Believing in yourself, because you can't do it if you don't believe in yourself, and transcending your circumstances. Here's Roger. The physical challenge that I have affects all four of my limbs, from the elbows down and from the knees down. As Bob mentions introduction, I said, you know, everybody faces challenges. Some you can see and some you can't. Probably wondering if having three fingers and short arms affects my life today. Yes, it does. With selfies. <laughs> I stretch out as far as I can, all I get, mugshot. You know, PJ, you were right. This is such a fabulous, fabulous resort. Um, I really wish my wife could have, uh, could have been with me. Uh, her name's Catherine. I should tell you that we were high school sweethearts, uh, except she didn't know it. And um, <laughs> every so often, she accompanies me on speaking engagements. Of course, I'll introduce her. And a couple of times, an audience member said to her, uh, Hey, Catherine, just listen to your husband speak. What's it like being married to such a positive guy? And I love her response. We don't let Roger speak at home. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. Um, I have three toes on my right foot and a partially developed lower right leg. And I was unable to walk until I was five years old. You know, I can remember this experience very vividly even today. I used to sit outside on my parents' front porch, and I'd watch all the neighborhood children play outside. And as I'm sure all of you in this room can imagine, I so desperately wanted to be like them. I, you know, I wanted to have normal hands and normal legs, and of course there were times I would get discouraged, and it was then that I would turn to my mom, wisest person I know. I remember asking her, Mom, why was I born this way? And she used to tell me, well, honey, it's because you're not a carbon copy, you're an original. Those are good words. Kind of ties into what you said, Bob, about need to improve, not prove. Boy, isn't that true? And then I had to ask my mom the most difficult question of all, why do kids tease me? This is what she used to tell me. Roger, that's just a weak person's imitation of strength. I had an audience member approach me and say, you know, Roger Crawford, that quote that you attributed to your mother, I think Eleanor Roosevelt said that. <laughs> I said, really? Well, I'm shocked. Eleanor Roosevelt was former first lady of the United States. Can't believe that she would steal that quote from my mom. <laughs> my mom was my hero. In fact, I can remember being on the playground. I bet a lot of you have had this experience. You know, the kids say something like this. Hey, my daddy can beat up your daddy. And I used to look at them and say, that's no big deal. My mom can whip him too. 
my parents instilled possibility thinking in my life at a very young age. Now, possibility thinking as I see it means for all of us in this room, I mean, we come from diverse backgrounds. Of course, we have the commonality of the love of tennis, the passion for this great game. And as we heard from Raphael, and I bet we could go around this room and hear very similar stories about how the game of tennis has changed our lives. But I think you'd agree that our lives and our work are ultimately defined by what we choose to dwell on, what we focus on, focus on the opportunities in life or the obstacles, problems or the possibilities. I mean, I can imagine, PJ, when you had this wonderful idea, this wonderful vision of the Tennis Congress, I'm sure there are a few obstacles that you could tell us about. There are a few problems. But you had a laser-like focus on possibilities, on vision, and you see the result. My parents believed that someday I'd be able to walk, and they found a doctor named Robert Weeks who amputated the bottom part of my left leg, then reconstructed my knee. So this evening, I'm wearing an artificial leg or prosthesis. When Bob introduced me, he mentioned that I often say in my presentations that challenges are inevitable, but defeat is optional. I believe that the greatest resource that we have in our lives, and I know you're going to be talking about this a great deal over the next 72 hours, is this. The greatest resource that we have is our mindset. It's our ability to choose our attitude. It is volitional. And here's why I think it is so crucial. Think about this for a moment. You very rarely, if ever, perform better than you believe you can. That's how powerful our beliefs are, because our beliefs drive our behaviors, and our behaviors determine our results. Simply put, the better that we choose to think, the better results we get. All of us have had this experience that if our belief system says something is impossible, we will then look for evidence in our lives to support that negative mindset. In the same respect, if you believe that something is possible, something is attainable, again, you will look for evidence that will support that optimistic view. Here's what I've experienced in my life, and I bet you've experienced it in yours as well. You know, real handicaps like mine, they, they can be overcome. But it's the imaginary ones that really disable us. You know, PJ, when I walked in here this evening and I saw this slide, I was inspired by those two words, reach higher. And I thought about how relevant that was in my life and how those two, two words really shaped the direction of my life. Because there was a period of time where I felt that I was defined by my circumstances. You know, Raphael, for example, in your life, you talked about battling weight. I'm sure there were times that you felt overwhelmed by that circumstance, and I, I get that, because well, I, I just couldn't find the courage to take my hands out of my pockets. I was so gripped with anxiety. So I got a new pair of hands. They were perfect. Everything I had dreamed of. Nice long fingers. Now my first observation when I put these hands on was, what do people do with 10 fingers? I'm poking myself in the eye and everything. <laughs> I, I just got to tell I think 10 fingers 
it's a bit of a waste, I gotta tell you, it really is. But, but, but see, my mindset was that my life was determined by my circumstances. But we've all had that experience that that's not true. We can overcome, we can transcend circumstances, and it begins with our belief system. But I removed my hands. Still foot, couldn't find the courage to take my hands out of my pockets. Until I had a coach say these words to me. Roger Crawford, you will never reach higher with your hands in your pockets. I was so inspired by those words, I got involved in track and field. And I learned how to throw the javelin. Well, I have to admit to all of you, when I threw the javelin, I didn't set many records. But I certainly kept the crowd alert. <laughs> when I was backing up, everybody was backing up when I started to throw the javelin. But you know, to begin this Congress, I cannot think of two better words. Reach higher. See, that's what I've learned from people like yourselves. See, peak performers, let, let's use a tennis analogy for a moment. Peak performers always play up. In other words, they're always committed to continuous, ongoing improvement. They are perpetual students. And you know what? As I stand in front of this group, I'm speaking to an audience that have already embraced that principle. You know how I can say that with full confidence? You're here. You're here. So that shows your commitment to reach higher. You see, my friends, if we embrace those two words, reach higher, we never let acceptable get in the way of exceptional. And what I've learned from peak performers, people like yourselves, what I've learned from, from champions is they are never complacent. They are always looking for ways that they can grow, that they can expand their capacity. I have a relative of mine who has really reached the pinnacle of excellence. And when PJ asked me to be here at the Tennis Congress, I thought, you know, this might serve as inspiration for all of you as, as you begin this 72 hours. Um, she's a world champion. I have a picture of her. If you could bring that up, please. There she is. World champion. Her name, Judy Allen. She's in the International Skeet Shooting Hall of Fame. In fact, it's in San Antonio, Texas. If you walked into the Hall of Fame, you would see her picture. And at the bottom, there's this plaque. It says, modern day Annie Oakley, greatest female skeet shooter in history. That person is my mother-in-law. <laughs> Think about that, Jeff. That's scary. Right? Mother-in-law. Look at that picture. If you could take that picture down, I'd appreciate it. I. Uh, I got her here on this screen and behind me. It's a little intimidating, I'll tell you. So right, so think about this. I mean, all of us could agree that, you know, we have tremendous respect for anybody who, who can reach that pinnacle, right? So very few people can do that. And to, to have somebody who's a, a relative of mine, somebody that I can talk to about this, I was so excited because I just wanted to learn from her. So I said, Judy, how do you become 
a world champion. How do you become the very best? She looked at me and she said, practice when you want to. And I thought, well, that makes sense. Practice when you want to. And then she said this, practice when you don't want to. She said, practice when you don't feel like it. Practice when the circumstances are not perfect. She said, because if you do that, if you have that mindset, you'll always be ready when you call for your target. In the International Ski Shooting Hall of Fame, they have one of the rifles that she used. And if you looked at it, you would notice there's something carved on the end of the gun. 1MS. One more shot. She told me whenever she felt like giving up, she'd always look as, at a, as a symbol. One more shot. One more time. Practice when you want to. Practice when you don't want to. All right, pals, that was Roger Crawford. His website is rogercrawford.com. You can watch today's talk, of course, on the YouTube. It is called Play to Win, On Court and Off, Roger Crawford Keynote at 2016 Tennis Congress. You have an amazing New Year's Eve. Have a lot of fun. Be safe and get your mind right for 2020 because it's going to be a big one for you. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.